Hello and welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, this is Michael Sudhalter with the Horns Up Half Hour podcast with Cedar Hill ISD. We have a very special guest today, is Professor Yolanda Graham from University of North Texas at Dallas. Uh, Pre-K registration is coming up here at Cedar Hill ISD. It starts on April 5th. So um, we have a bunch of questions for um, Professor Graham on how parents can get their scholars ready for a pre-K. And um, one of the things that we know is that um, pre-K is one of the best decisions a parent can make for their scholar. In uh, 90% of the brain is developed by the age of five. So um, Professor Graham, could you just talk a little bit about yourself and um, you know, why pre-K is such a good decision for parents? Thank you so much and hello everyone. Pre-kindergarten is an excellent decision um, for our parents. So we welcome you to the Cedar Hill ISD. Um, as mentioned, my name is Professor Yolanda Graham. Um, I am a professor at the University of North Texas at Dallas, um, but I come to you as a mom. So I've also had children in pre-kindergarten. Um, and I've also been a school teacher in a handful of school districts. So I have the perspective as a researcher, a parent, and a former teacher. Um, kindergarten is an important decision that is correct, that much brain development, vocabulary development, and what your child needs to be successful academically in school does take place very early. So talk about some of the um, social, emotional, and problem-solving skills that they'll learn once they get to pre-K. Yes, social and emotional learning is at the forefront now of our teaching in schools and our research. Children will have a wonderful opportunity to gain important social skills in a school setting, and now our teachers focus more on direct and purposeful teaching about their social skills and about how they feel emotionally. So having children in a classroom with peers gives them the opportunity to learn how to be good citizens, to learn how to learn from other um, children their own age as well as their teacher. And so this is a powerful opportunity that takes place in the school setting. Okay, okay, great. Um, as far as, um, you know, technology, it just seems like that has been an increasing role in uh, pre-K classrooms, in all classrooms, but definitely in pre-K, um, you know, with learning about uh, STEM fields and things like that. Talk yes. about the growth of technology in pre-K. Yes, there's been tremendous growth of technology and in early childhood. And many of our families are familiar with having their very young children exposed to technology at an early age. Technology serves as a benefit for young children because there's many academic and school resources that our young children can take advantage of both at home and in the school district. So technology is a wonderful gift for young children 
um, when we know what resources are out there to support children, and if we have appropriate timelines um, around how children use technology. So yes, technology is a friend. It's a friend, yes, it helps keep our children busy and motivated, um, but it also can support their academic and their cognitive, meaning their brain development. Okay, so one thing um, that a lot of parents are out there are probably wondering, um, you know, their, their child has been in uh, preschool or maybe daycare, but they're making that leap, that adjustment to pre-K. Uh, talk about what that's like and what goes into making that adjustment. Uh, thank you for that question. There are many things involved, and you're correct. Some of our children do come from either daycare or they come from the Head Start program. Also, you might have a, a child that is coming straight from your home and straight from the family into the school setting. So there's many things to consider in having your child transition to school. Uh, having them come to an environment that is different where they have a teacher and there's more of a formal structure can be a big adjustment. So my encouragement is to have children, if there is a um, visit to school before school starts, um, meet the teacher night, for example, um, for young learners, that is very important to go ahead and go to that, make that a very celebratory time, if you will, to have your youngster come and, and meet their teacher before school starts, have them see the classroom environment, and that's one way to help make that big leap from their previous environment to the school environment a lot of fun and helpful. Um, also, um, Moms and families, the reality is there might be some anxiety involved uh, with having your children go to the school for the first time. They might wonder, wow, this is such a big place. Or mom and dad, you're leaving me here. Are you coming back? <laughs> so I have many stories as a former school teacher about helping children understand that yes, you come and mom and dad or whoever dropped you off or your family will come and so to help school, this is a good conversation you have with your young child and let them know that, hey, you're going to go to an exciting place and you get to stay with friends, let them see the environment and just begin to have that conversation about how you get to go all day and then you get to come home. So they start preparing. For some children, the preparation conversation is good. But ultimately, sometimes when we experience something, it's still different than what we talked about. Be reassuring for them. Um, go ahead and give them a proper goodbye. Don't linger too long. Just go ahead and be matter of fact. Here's a nice hug. During the day, it is okay to check on your young one via the teacher. You can contact, see how they're doing. And then when you pick them up, definitely make sure that that is a special time. Um, and make sure that with your routine, that your pickup time is at a consistent time. Children have that internal clock. They know when to look for you after school. So that's how we can help children adjust. So what should go into like the visit, when you visit the school beforehand, what kind of things do you want to look for when you're at the school and trying to understand, um, you know, the layout and um, what to be aware of? Oh, that's a good question. Um, in meeting the teacher beforehand, it's a good idea to let your child learn their name, 
and of course your teacher will make it a point to learn their name. Uh, give your child the opportunity to share things that they enjoy. Um, personally, from your teacher will be glad to make that home to school connection for your child. And also walking around the school so they can become familiar with the building. Familiarity is one important step that will help them adjust very well to the school set, be ready to learn. Okay, great. And then um, what should, you know, because obviously for all of us, uh, sleep is such an important um, thing, but especially for young yes. people, uh, what should morning and bedtime routines look like? Uh, great question. And the key word there is routines. Um, the morning and the evening routine should look like a predictable sequence of events. Now, as working parents or busy families, having a time-structured schedule can be challenging. So what your young child needs, if there can't be an exact time, there can be a predictable sequence. For example, in the morning, wake up, we take a bath, we eat breakfast. And for children who are about three and four years old, or going on five, usually three steps of a sequence is they can remember and hold on to. It becomes very important and very special. Sometimes it seems mundane every day. But having that predictable sequence, even if the time varies, um, that is something that helps children be very secure. And it also helps them transition into school. In the evening, again, a predictable sequence. Um, some families are great with the time frame. Dinner is ready at 7 o'clock. That is awesome. Um, some of us, and I will admit, having a direct time <laughs> might be a little bit more challenging. But what we can do, rather than having an exact time, is have a predictable sequence. So after school, there can be snack time, play time, then we usually eat dinner, then we have um, brush our teeth, the story. So having just a laid out general routine, even if it varies just a bit, your child will know that this is a sequence of events. This is what time we go to bed. For the children who know their exact bedtime, that's great and that's a plus. Um, or if children don't know the exact time, they know what happens in the evening. They know that after dinner, we read a book and we go to bed. So um, talk about like the importance of uh, reading maybe like in the year or so leading up to the, um, to the students going to um, pre-K. Yes, the idea of reading. Um, a great way to think about it is to help children understand that reading is enjoyable, first of all, and reading is a fun way to get information. Because what your child is going to realize in school is that reading is fun, but reading is also a lot of work. We want our children to understand the fun part well before it becomes a lot of tedious work. And then as they're doing that work to learn the specific skills of advanced reading, such as making letter sounds, such as word strategies. They're also realizing that they're learning information. 
So if we make the reading time enjoyable before it becomes so formal and structured, that is how we make sure that children enjoy reading and keep reading as they grow older. Okay. And then, um, you know, obviously throughout elementary school, there's going to be a lot of teachable moments, but um, what are some opportunities for teachable moments for uh, pre-K scholars? Um, there's lots of teachable moments at home that perhaps our parents and families may not even be aware of, that now that you can be intentional or realize that after a conversation like this, you can make the most of those opportunities. Teachable moments happen at home with simple tasks such as cleaning up your room. Um, one thing that they'll learn in school is sorting and classifying at home. They can help with laundry, and you can say, come help me sort these clothes. Sort the towels out. Um, the rest is a lot. Or sort out the clothes that are white from the things that are colored. So see how you're getting some help at home. So when they come to school, their teacher will have a variety of materials that they'll be using for hands-on learning. And that process can start at home as well. So there's teachable moments. Another thing that I can encourage parents for teachable moments is in conversation. Oftentimes, as busy families, the conversation with our youngest children becomes mostly directions. We tell them to go, what to eat, what time to sit, or what to do. I would encourage families to also take those times at the table or sitting somewhere to have more of a variety of conversations with your young child. Ask them what they think about things. Um, ask them their opinion about things. Another key for parents is the infamous why question. Our children, before they get to school, love to ask us why. Why, why, why? Well, so here's a tip for you parents. When your children start asking you why, that is a great opportunity to turn that question right back around to them. Start asking them why about things in their environment. Ask them why they think certain things work. Allow them to share with you their ideas. Now, some of their ideas might be developing in terms of logic. They might have a little bit of fallacy or naive thinking about things, but that's okay because that's where we start as teachers as well. Go ahead and begin that conversation at home. And that way, when they come to school, we can extend that conversation, help them further grow and develop. Okay. Um, well, that's a lot of great information. Do you have anything else you'd like to share about how um, parents can help their um, children prepare for pre-K? Oh, wow. How much time do I have? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot I can say. One other thing that occurred to me about reading was, and, and I, I love doing this as a teacher, and I also enjoy doing it, showing this example with our pre-service teachers at the university, helping them understand that youngest learners are already doing skills for reading, or they know how to formally do. For example, um, and this is great for families, while your children are out, show them things like the McDonald's French fry box, that classic golden app, have them look at it. When they say McDonald's, let them know that you're learning to read. 
and show them the pizza box that says Pizza Hut. That's a form of reading, even before they have the formal skills of knowing letters. Because if they understand symbols and print in their environment, and we point that out to them, that creates the confidence learners. So they understand, you know, I can look at those symbols, and I'll be able to mix So we've created enjoyment around learning to read, and then we can add the formal structure. Okay. Well, great. Well, um, we appreciate your time coming on the podcast, uh, Professor Yolanda Graham of the University of North Texas at Dallas, and we hope to uh, talk with you again sometime soon. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to support the Cedar Hill Independent School District, and families, you're in good hands with the Cedar Hill have a great partnership with them and so we are prepared to give your children children a very high quality start in education all right well thank you very much again